time. Here we go. Talk Recorded live. Well, thank you, Dave. Uh, talking about us again here for the 260th time at You Can Build It, Your Business. Uh, years ago, as I mentioned every week, uh, we had a different name for this show. It was Beginner's Marketing Class, which was a dream of mine, how we could gather like minds together, share ideas on how to begin marketing, a beginner's marketing class. I uh, We had some very, very uh, wonderful people in the community, and but it wouldn't grow. And finally, uh, these people who are wise in the ways of the Internet, much wiser than myself in some respects, said, well, you dummy, nobody wants to admit that they're a beginner. You know, Who wants to join the beginner's marketing class? Because everybody has this pompous attitude that they already know everything. And everybody's very quick to share all this knowledge. So anyway, <laughs> I could care squat less. But I did. I started a blog because we had a webinar series on how to build a web-based business from scratch. And we used the blog YouCanBuild.it as the principal movement and the follow-through of building this business so uh, we changed the name of the program to You Can Build It, Your Business, back several hundred episodes ago or who knows when. We're joined today by Lori Polina, who's a regular, been with us about, oh, five, six years maybe. Uh, she's also a very active participant in our Tuesday morning self-improvement show. Lori live and her husband and two children live in St. Louis, Missouri. And Lori just shared with us that they have some extreme weather back there, which is the residue uh, residual effects of some tornadoes blowing up Tornado Alley. Also tonight, I am so privileged and honored to have a young lady with us who I, uh, we actually met, this is kind of, surely, oh, my wife's at a meeting, okay. Uh, Annie and I met online. Mm. And uh, <laughs> we met on Twitter. I, I, yes, think, I think we, we met on Twitter. And at that time, I was actively gardening, which is what we did. We had a 20-acre garden, and that's how we raised the kids, was raising vegetables and selling them to people that liked fresh vegetables. And we started, uh, you know, I had a heart attack, and I bought a computer, and I found out things like Twitter. Twitter, well, actually, I was on the computer before Twitter started. But So I had orange trees in my profile, and I used to ship boxes of fresh navel oranges in March, April, and you know, right off the tree. I'd pick the oranges as you ordered them, and I created some videos on growing. Well, I, I ran across Annie Haven, and lo and behold, we have some common bond. Uh, I spent most of my growing years, years in Orange County, and the interesting thing is her uncle, Archie Haven, of course, we didn't know this at the time, was probably most instrumental in allowing me to learn how to grow the most magnificent tomatoes in the world and enjoy a high yield per plant. I did a video about that. It's up on YouTube. Uh, no, I sell it as a DVD, but there are pieces of the video. and uh, We did it as a test. Nobody believed I could do it. We planted 24 tomato plants, net harvested, marketable 1,000 pounds of tomatoes, and sold and net profited $1,000 from having 24 tomato plants in the backyard. What a wonderful hobby. I ran across Annie Haven. I got so excited because she took an idea that her family had had for years and 
markets a product. And the most important part of it is Annie has done it by herself with help of friends through social media, through the Internet. Annie Haven is the chief cook and manure washer (laughs) for her company. She's the director of marketing. She's the vice president, CEO, COO, CFO. And but here a person with her energy, boundless energy, is controlling a vast empire of a product. And I'd like to introduce a uh, guest for us with us, not on the line, but Annie Haven, welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you, Chuck. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me onto the show. Um, I'm always happy to share social media, Mupu tea, you name it. Um, you know, we're we're at such a a, a great era here with social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been uh, well the last seven years. Um, you know, bringing my manure tea products to the world of gardening. Right. You know, my family supplied large growers since 1924. Um, in order to take the product globally, uh, I needed to uh, package it for the home gardener and ha- keeping in mind the the homeowner on the 168th floor of a downtown Manhattan apartment right. building to your your standard home gardener with a 9,000 square foot yard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the large growers brewed our tea in 1,000 and 30,000 gallon vats. Well, mm-hmm. reducing that down and, and working with you, you did several side-by-sides for me, testing the product and making sure that, you know, I had it just right. My family name is on this, and I'm so proud of the legacy that my family has had in the farming and ranching uh, industry uh, remaining 100% sustainable. You know, the Haven Seed Company, we grew seed for all of the seed houses, for Burpee, for Landris, for Comstock Ferry. If there was a seed house, they bought our, our seeds. The, you the know, seed we, that you grew in Orange County from your and, – and, you know, this is a business show, but I, you and I both share this love. A lot of people aren't aware of the fact that there are people that make their living growing seed – And most of the people that do that are deeply involved in coming up with varietal differences. And it's an interesting process. I was in the seed business for several years while I was farming. Mm -hmm. I I represented, in fact, you will know this name, uh, one of the oldest, most reputable, one of the oldest named seed companies in the United States was Keystone Seed in St. Louis, Missouri. Yes, yes. And Fred Waldo Ronert in Hollister, California, ended up buying Keystone Seeds back many years ago. Uh-huh. And Fred Waldo Ronert, R-O-H-R-H-O-N-E-R-T, of Ronert Park, California, that was part of his land. But uh, he had just this great affection. He had this big, beautiful home in Hollister. And the land surrounding it was the, uh, they had the plant in St. Louis also, but that, that's where all the, the, the geneticists lived, the greenhouses. And I used to love being there. I was in marketing. But, uh, you, you know, so, so there were people, there are people who actually are constantly creating better food supplies for us globally through the proper, and I'm, I'm going to be some 
pretty clear here. Naturally, coming up with varieties that are resistant to and so on, different things. Just like your product, which I loved because I can put, and we're going to talk about your product, Moo Poo Tea. When I can put that side by side to anything and use Moo Poo Tea, which costs extremely less money, more or less, it's cheaper. <laughs> I'm yeah. ending up enhancing my soil better and growing a more vigorous crop. You notice I didn't say plant, because in the vegetable business, I'm, I mean, in the fruit business, like tomatoes, I'm not interested in growing a plant. I'm interested in growing fruit. Yes. So and my plants. I, Go ahead. With what I've been able to accomplish with social media, you know, the food and agriculture sees manure as, as compost, as a soil amendment, as a soil conditioner. That's, that's your limit. But what I know from the decades, and we're going back to 1853, that I have you know, documented in my great-grandfather's penned handwriting in books that were bound each year of all of the correspondence, and I mean not just the business correspondence, but personal correspondence as well. Um, it's what manure tea does for the soil. It conditions the soil. It allows the plant's roots to better absorb the nutrients, but it's what else it does. I have vegetable growers in uh, Florida and California. Uh, I was contacted by one uh, three, four years back, and she said, oh, my God, I'm a month late planting my garlic. I don't know what I'm going to do. I love my garlic. And I said, hydrate your seeds for 24 hours. In Mupu tea. In Mupu tea and plant them. And the next thing I know, here comes on Facebook, oh, my gosh, they've already germinated. The same thing with the <laughs> California grower who has been growing heirloom uh, garlic, and she knows it takes 10 to 15 days to germinate because she's been planting it for the past 10 years. Right. Um, here she does the same thing, and lo and behold, six days, it's germinated. It's up above the ground four inches. She can't believe it. She's on season three of growing with it now. Um, but uh, a foyer spray, you don't have to worry about it harming your plants. You can use it, uh, a foyer spray to rid aphids. Uh, you can use the foyer spray for mildew. You can use the foyer spray uh, to, to rid deer. Those are things that I can't put on my tea tag. Right, right. You have to be careful because of labeling laws. That's correct. But when gardeners experience it and they write posts about it, it helps share that knowledge that I have about manure tea. Now, there is a difference with my manure tea, and it is that my livestock are all raised antibiotic growth hormone free the manure that is harvested is harvested from my livestock it's harvested by hand mm -hmm. it's processed by hand it's packaged by hand my product does not see machinery until it actually gets shipped out of here mm -hmm. um, so it, it, it is very 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 much a hands-on process you know you you said a couple of things there, a couple of strings, and, and, and people, this is a business development show. Mm -hmm. Annie and her family own a process and a product 
that is well-respected and was well-received for many, many decades. What Annie Haven has done, through no magic, through no uh, expense of millions of dollars, well, number one, we're going to talk a little bit about that turnover for Annie and what was going on. She did it through the use of social media. But she didn't pound people over the head. She did not make false promises. She presented herself, Annie Haven, as a real delightful person who knows what she's talking about. She was not afraid to share with you that she knows what the hell's up. She isn't a milk toast. She isn't worrying about offending you. But at the same time, she does practice the golden rule, and she treats people as she would like people to treat her. She's, an, she's a person of integrity. And this exudes throughout social media. So here's a woman by herself on a ranch raising her own animals her way, not the way society wants her to raise them. And I want to emphasize she is doing this by hand. She loves what she's doing. She's always done this, but there wasn't any sales. In fact, Annie, weren't you close to the opportunity of losing the property? Well, no, not necessarily losing the property. Um, my brother was in the um ad design and marketing business, and, mm -hmm. and very successful. Um, and brewing and selling the tea locally uh, as, as the development moved into Orange County, mm -hmm. uh, the homeowners started to liken the product, and I would brew it and sell it. But in order to take it, again, nationally, like I said, or globally, I knew I needed to package it the way we did for the large growers so the homeowner could brew it fresh because what people don't understand with organic products, you're dealing with live microorganisms and, and, right. and nutrients and so forth. And so if you were to go to the store and you pull any liquid organic product and you read the label, somewhere on that label it's going to say added nutrients. Absolutely. They have to add the nutrients because if they didn't add nutrients to it, ultimately you'd be buying colored water. Uh-huh. So the important factor for me, if I wanted somebody on the East Coast or I wanted somebody in Australia or Canada to feed my product, to really use natural nutrients to enhance their soil, increase their bloom and vegetable yield, I needed to package my product the way we did for the larger growers that brewed in the 1,000 and 30,000 gallon vats. And mm. so by doing that, it has a shelf life. As long as it stays in a dry cupboard, it'll stay there and it'll be good until you're ready to brew it. Then you take the tea bag out, you fill your container of water, and I tell people if they're on city water, it's good to let it set for 24 hours to right. let the additives of chlorine or, or whatever other additives are in it to evaporate, um, it won't hurt it. it. You know, it just helps it. It just right. makes it a little stronger. Right. So fill up the container, toss the tea bag in. If you only have a couple of house plants, let it steep for a day. Take the tea bag out, hang it in a safe place to drip dry, feed your plants, and when you're ready to brew again, take that 
somewhat spent tea bag and keep using it. Use it over. Boy, I got, uh, yes, I'll, I'll add another bag to it occasionally. You know what I mean? If you're, a large grower, if you're a large grower, then you can go ahead and you can take the tea bag and fill up a five-gallon container, toss it in and let it steep for three days, mm-hmm. and then take it and dilute it one cup tea to four cups water. And water your plants like you normally would. People think about fertilizer, as they know from the commercial fertilizing industry, that it's hot, that it's a right now kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I have people that are overwintering their plants that are feeding the manure tea, and come springtime, they can't believe the success The plant explodes, yeah. And the same, I have uh, orchid growers who are feeding it, who have always had trouble with a consistent rebloom rate uh-huh. they don't have that problem they're posting pictures continually on my facebook page at annie haven or at authentic haven brand natural brew of their uh gardens right and it just is so exciting for me everyone is like like my own rose bush or my own <laughs> orchid or my I just had a woman today, they were going to take out a whole section of roses that they only got about five blooms on last year. Mm-hmm. She's only fed one good feeding of the manure tea, and you would, well, you can go to Annie Haven to my Facebook page, and you will see her post. Right. And these bushes are just loaded. And uh, so it's just real exciting for me to be able to continue my family legacy. Like you said, um, you know, when when my uh, my brother passed away early, uh, both sides of my family, the longevity is there. So to lose my brother at 56 years of age was devastating to both sides of the family. Um, and more so for me because he was the engine that was running that part of the Internet into the business. Right. And now, I just about myself, that time, is, wasn't it just about that time when you and I and others had the opportunity to look at social media, which is based on engagement, not using a fire hose to spread the word? Correct. So, so you said something. You just said to the audience so easily, you, you can see this person sharing with you on your Facebook page their flowers. Mm-hmm. Now, you didn't pay that person to do that. You didn't no. buy that advertising time. No. But the beautiful thing is in business, the biggest asset a business has is their customer. The problem we've had over the last 50 years in the business world, and I honestly believe a lot of these problems, I, I believe this, my opinion only, The problems we saw in the so-called economic setback, the problems we hear people arguing about the, quote, corporate world and so on, is that we have two generations of people, mostly baby boomers, unfortunately, who were a little spoiled rotten, went to school with the me attitude instead of the we or the attitude, and they disregarded the value of customer engagement. I'm going to go back to my childhood, which is very similar to Andy's. I grew up in South Chicago, and my church and school were across the street from my grandma's house, and on the other corner was Rudnick's store. In that day, that was where you bought. But it was like a a little tiny store. You know, I mean, the Rudnicks ran it. There was no hired help or box boys or anything. But the thing is, 
is that everybody that walked into that store was known by, and their foibles and their quirks and their personalities were known by the owners, and the owners did an utmost job of providing the service based on who was in the store. Does that make sense? Yes, it, it does. You know, they treated kids, they treated grandma and grandpa differently than they treated my parents because my parents were their age, and you know, grandma and grandpa were the elders and respected, and and so there was there was engagement. You never when they started building the big stores. Do you know in our neighborhood we didn't go to the big stores, we stayed in our neighborhood. This is what social media is: the neighborhood. Social media allows any business person today to create their own neighborhood. And when you do that, you develop a very strong bond between a prospective customer and an existing customer. And there's one thing that Annie Haven and people like Johnny Brand at Buckaroo Leather and Mike Gerbage at Working Horse Magazine and a lot of the horse trainers that I work with know that they always deliver more in real value than they ever receive in cash value. Now, we've said those words on this show many times, but social media allows Annie to deliver value. Consequently, if I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth, but what happens is people... I mean, just they love doing business with her. They can't wait to share their experience with other people. Do you find this to be true, Annie? Well, I find it to be true because my product works, and yeah. and and it works in a way that people have never really experienced before. And when you're looking for a product that's safe for the planet, that's safe for you, that's safe for your children, it, it, there it is. And mm-hmm. had it not been for social media, um, you know, it would have been uh, it would have been very difficult to take the product to market prior to social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's just because of the commercialization. You know, I I liken back to a time in the '60s where you had the hippies, right? And the hippies would come and they wanted everything organic, and they would come and they would buy produce from us. And in those days. Driving from Laguna Beach to Orange County was right. a long way. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but they would make the drive, and they would buy the produce, and they would speak with my father. And, of course, I was young, working the, working the fruit stand, and, mm-hmm. and, and or getting in trouble of some kind, you know. Mm-hmm. It's always something to do on the ranch. But anyway, um, and you had uh, people saying, don't listen to those people. They they smoke dope. They yeah. have long hair. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't take a bath very often. <laughs> we have we have the USDA and we have the EPA, and they're your watchdogs. And people became very comfortable with the fact that our government was watching our back. Now mm-hmm. you move up forward a little into the mid to late 80s, into the very early 90s. And there was another surgeon, and they referred to them, commercialization referred to them as the organic fanatics. They didn't know what they were talking about. There's nothing wrong with anything you're eating. Those are the, uh, what are they, 
the uh, V-neck sweater wearing BMW coke snorting <laughs> children of those rotten hippies from right. the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden people are thinking, well, okay, you know, I'll go back to buying the processed stuff that I'm buying off the shelf. Right. And then all of a sudden, all of this started up with the tobacco companies and the right. the the, the uh, pharmaceutical companies, and people started to stop and pay attention. And well, maybe those hippies were right, and maybe those you know organic fanatics were right. They were right. We put our trust in the USDA and the and the EPA, and the EPA allows the use of, well, what they had up there in Washington State is one perfect example. The organic farmers were losing their crops. Right. They were losing their broadleaf crops, their lettuce and their potato crops. Mm-hmm. They brought people in. This was over many counties. They couldn't figure out what was going on, so the study started, and they traced it down to a product called Milestone. Uh-huh. Milestone is, a, I believe, a Dow product. It right. is a broadleaf spray. It says right on the container that it is not to be used for edibles. However, <laughs> the farmer buys the Milestone. <laughs> he goes out into his pasture. He sprays the broadleaf. He then goes back and he harvests later for silage. The mm-hmm. silage is then taken and no chain of command, the EPA, no chain of command, right, right. is sold to the local organic dairy. Mm-hmm. The local organic dairy feeds it. Right. The cow produces its manure. The right. organic farmer comes in and picks up the organic manure mm-hmm. and spreads it in the field and has contaminated the field because the milestone is passing through an almost full strength. Right. So that's, that, that report was released in, I uh, believe it was July of 2010, and I do have the link so I can share that with you mm-hmm. so you can post it for your people sure. um, that are listening. Uh, and, but further on in this report, uh, towards the very bottom of the report, they then came to California and tested three of California's largest green waste recycling facilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the this is the product that's being harvested from everybody's garden and all the right. landscapers are bringing in. And, sure. and it's being composted down and it's being told to everybody that it is safe. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the pesticides that registered high on the Richter scale was for residential commercial ant spray. So they didn't even get into testing it for the residential Roundup glyphosate use. So you take that product, and if you spread it out in your yard, if you've got a nice-sized yard, there's some place for that toxicity to leach to that's going to probably make it less harmful to you and to your children. However, with the majority of the homes that have been constructed, People are, uh, as I am believing in no-till, but they're growing in raised beds and containers. Mm -hmm. And when you're growing in raised beds and containers, if you're using a a byproduct like that, there's nowhere for that to leach to. That's right. 
So there are times where you plant a plant and you the plant fails and you say, oh, I didn't water it. You buy another one, you go back, you plant it, it fails. Well, I overwatered it. Right. So then you go back, it, it fails again, and now you're blaming it on the grower. Nobody ever stops and thinks, well, you know, maybe I planted it in something toxic. Maybe my container's wrong. Maybe what I put in my container to grow my plant wasn't so right after all. So I always encourage people, when you're going to your local uh, garden center or to the big box store, really read the label. Make sure that the product that you're buying has some type of uh, seal of approval, mulch and soil council seal of approval, something that tells you that it's, Toxic free. Right. Now, Annie, the, the, the things that you just shared with our audience, some examples, uh-huh. this is what has helped you using social media because we as people can let a lot of people of like mind and maybe some strangers know about information that we're access to, uh, interesting information, without. Uh, in other words, the word, I should say, the word can be spread quickly with the use of social media to the, for the benefit of people. And if you, are the, if you are the bearer of good news, then you've also increased your position of, quote, authority or integrity or notoriety, whatever words you want to use, whereas... 15, 20 years ago, Annie, you and I had to really stretch ourselves to get recognized. You know, we'd have to have a publicist. We'd have to uh, arrange for television time, radio time. Look what social media is allowing us to do for absolutely no cost other than our time and energy. We're talking to not only ourselves but to people around the world. Correct. And, and this is what social media. Now, I, I do want to kind of focus for just a few minutes because we're going to have to leave shortly. Can you explain to our audience some of the things that you implemented to effectively use the social media platforms that you are using or have used? Can you kind of give us a little, uh, somebody wanting to get started? Uh, this, is not, this has been a journey for you. It did not happen overnight. You did not become the world's most famous person overnight. Can you share with us a little bit about that journey, please? One of the biggest things, that, I, and, I'll, and I'll never forget it, sitting down at this computer, not understanding what it is that I was getting into other than a a brief conversation I had had with my brother probably two years before Mm. about a thing called Twitter. Yep. (laughs) It kept prompting me to to sign up that I had to sign up, so I called him on the phone and I said, I don't understand what this is. I'm doing search engine input, and it's telling me I have to sign up. He said, so he explained to me, you know, Think of a cute name that goes with your business. Make it short because you're only going to have 140 characters. Those were his words. And go ahead and fill everything out. And one of these days, you know, you may want to start talking to some of the people that are feeding the tea to their plants, and and you can do it on this social media. So that fateful day that I stood here at the ranch at 2.30 in the afternoon, and I remembered that thing called Twitter. How was, I gonna, how was I going to reach out to my customer 
when gas was upwards of $4.80 a gallon, I had no idea what was going on, and I sat down at the computer, and I thought to myself, okay, this is my store. If I was in a store, if I had a shop in town, this is my front door. That computer screen is my front door, and everybody that I talk to through that computer screen is a potential customer walking in my store door. And that's the mindset that I set out with. And my very first tweet out was, woman rancher, Southern California, producing 100% natural soil nutrients. Yep. And the first person that responded to me was a woman by the name of Lisa. She's a grower in upstate New York. Her Twitter handle is Get in the Garden. We are still as close friends yes, today. Yes, I, I, I'm also a friend. Yeah. And, and within a day or two, you and I had connected. That's right. That's right. And then through our conversation, you then asked me if I was related to Archie Haven. And yep. I said, yes, my grandfather Archibald and my uncle. Right. And you said, well, in 1964... Yeah. <laughs> and and so there so there you have it. And yeah. then you graciously did many side by side testings for me that enabled me to share that with other gardeners and I am very honored and very proud to say, Chuck, that not only has my product been ex- accepted, but I am now published in three garden books. Mm-hmm. And these are beautiful desktop coffee table, yes. garden books. Yes. I'm the only product in them, and one of them is uh, Garden Up by Rebecca Sweet and uh, Susan Morrison in Northern California, mm-hmm. Smart Vertical Gardening for Smaller oh, that, Gardens. That's I, I have to talk about Smart Vertical Gardens. Those of you that are short on space, if you're not vertical gardening, you're making a big mistake. Go on, Annie. I'm sorry. Well, the second book is Container Gardening for All Seasons by Barbara Weiss out of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then we turn right around, and January the 1st, there was another book released, which is by another Northern California uh, gardener, uh, Chris McLaughlin, and that is Vertical Vegetable Gardening. Yes, and I am, like I said, I, I have come a long way in, in getting my product out there. There's, you know, I tell everybody the work is just beginning. Mm-hmm. But social media, talking to the people on social media as though they were standing there in my store. Thank you. Communicating you as you not trying to be somebody else, not trying to follow in the footsteps of other people, but being Annie Haven. Every person that follows me or I follow, I have had at one point uh, direct communication. I don't just follow somebody to have them following me. It's never been the numbers game. Whether they're uh, active in social media, whether they're active in gardening, whether they're active in the world of equine, whether it's, you know, everybody I have had personal communication with. There's nothing more irritating to me to, 
open a link and have somebody, I can get you 10,000 followers. Well, you get blocked right now. Who who wants 10,000 followers? I only want 10. (laughs) You know, 10,000 followers aren't going to do you any good, but three followers that buy your product are going to do you And refer you to other people. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And and I just posted a, a whole collage of pictures today of gardeners that I've met uh, through social media. You know, I was, like I said, I was invited back to P. Allen Smith uh, the past three years. I went in 2011. I was unable to leave the ranch last year. I have been invited back again this year. I'm looking forward to it um, because there's so many other wonderful bloggers and gardeners that are going right. to be there. You know, it, it, you just can't not go. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I am looking forward to, to making that trip. Hopefully the cows will behave and they'll be kissed <laughs> while I'm gone. Now, now, just just personally, do you have somebody now helping you at the ranch? Uh, I have a part-time person Good. that comes in and helps. But uh, okay. again, when you're you know when you're dealing with livestock, right. Um, you need to know how to take care of things if something happens. You don't just call the vet out. You need yep. to to understand how to how to do things. Unfortunately, right. knock on wood, things go well for me here. Yeah. But um, you know, so it's again, this area in Southern California doesn't have all the little ranches around like it used to, Not, where you no, can call different. your neighbor. Right. So you have to, you know, I have to bring somebody in. So it's a, it's a little bit. Uh, a little bit different, but that's where social media right. has become, you know, that it, it opened that door yeah. um, for me to really reach out. And so I haven't had to really worry about leaving the ranch. And the uh-huh. business is at a stage now where I need to start to, to really get out there a little bit more. But uh, it's, uh, I found that people <laughs> enjoy coming here. So it works out. <laughs> right, right. Well, Annie, I, uh, we, we, we probably, I don't know if the audience listening today, tomorrow, in the future feels that we focused. I, we're talking about a, a, a concept, we're talking a product, and we're talking about a lifestyle that I realize my audience knows by now after these years that this is a passion of mine. Our businesses have been focused around agriculture and even when i was in the insurance business the majority of my clients were in agriculture and agricultural oriented business because the production of food to me and i'm just going to share this eddie when i was a young man and you start wondering what you're going to do and i grew things in downey california when i was nine ten years old we had a quarter of an acre uh, which was not big enough for me, but it was fine for my folks. They were trying to raise a young family. Mm-hmm. And for some reason it clicked that if you're going to be involved with something for the rest of your life, be involved with something that people can't do without. Mm-hmm. And there was only one commodity that I could think of <laughs> that, that people can't do without, and that's food. 
Now, whether you're involved in the growing of it, whether you're involved in the manufacturing of pro- whether you're involved in seed production, whether you're involved in what Annie is doing, whether you're involved in the husbandry, growing of livestock, chickens, rabbits, we we did it all. Our kids, we had we had pigs that we ate, we had lambs that we grew, we had beef that we grew, we had chickens that laid eggs and provided us chicken, and we raised rabbits. And we, we, we never had to go to the town to buy stuff, you see. Now, these are not difficult things to do. Obviously, if you live where we do now, because we're no longer on the property, we are in a very small, plotted area, unfortunately. Let's not get into that. But uh, there were reasons that we had to do this. But the, the fact that literally I knew that if I stayed in, in this industry – it would be impossible not to earn a sustenance, not to be able to live. Because what I couldn't produce myself, I could sell to others and therefore have money to buy that which I wasn't producing. Chuck, this, I, go ahead. If I could interject, I, one thing I want to let your listeners know is up until May of this past 2012, mm-hmm. I was on dial-up here at the ranch. Yeah. So I've built, not only have I built the business, the the, the global recognition of authenticated with dial-up, <laughs> I did it on dial-up. Right. So yeah. there were times in order to do things with my website, I had to email a picture yep. to somebody to go in and upload it onto my website because if I tried to do it, it would time me out. Well, didn't we do that a couple of times? Yes, we did do that, Chuck. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and you're a perfect example of what we've talked about on this show. With all the tools that are available to everybody listening to this today, tomorrow, and in the future, people say, I want to be in business. I want to do this. I want to add to my income. I want to express my love of doing things. Folks, anybody can do this with the mindset and the the, the desire to get it done. Any built a social media empire with dial-up. I don't know. Do you have cell service where you are? Yes, I do. I don't. Isn't Somebody says, can you text me? I said, no. Well, why not? Because well, I don't I have cell service. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I, I, the, the ranch sits in just a little, a, a kind of a swell. Right. And so I couldn't get Wi-Fi here. Oh, okay. And my cell service works here, but it's it's, you stay in, in, in kind of a r- relative area. Uh-huh. If I get out into the pastures and that, then no, I don't have, have the cell service. Right. Um, but but no, we can still be in business. Isn't that amazing? There's, you know, there's just ways around it. And, right. and if, it, if it's a matter of emailing a picture to you to upload onto the website, it opens up that communication. Of right. course, there's many people out there in the world of social media uh, you know, in the in the tech world, that have you know lent advice here and there, and mm-hmm. and I see you know people post, and I post all the time. You know, I'm having a problem with this, and it's amazing the amount of people that are just so willing to share information to help you out. Thank you for saying that. I can't believe if you ask on social media. That's assuming that you've established the reputation now. Right? I mean, you know, you can't be that phony baloney. That, but if you ask, it's amazing. I, I don't want. To, I mean, I know people who have literally been in a point of destitution for one tragedy or another, 
and the word got out, and I personally know of people being funded almost instantly with money to carry them over because of social media. Now, I'm not talking about borrowing money to be in business. No, uh uh-uh. But but see, this is – now, the way we develop that reputation, everybody, is by being ourselves, having a track to run on, having a goal in mind, and not being concerned about the destination as much as enjoying the journey that you're on. Annie loves what she's doing. Consequently, she's in demand. You're getting, call, a, you're getting calls from people that you probably blew you away when they call you. <laughs> well, I, um, you know, I've been fortunate. Like I said, I'm, I'm published in three beautiful garden books, and these are, are not uh, pure periodical publications right. these are our tabletop right. best, you books know, <laughs> books um but you know ink magazine i just had the second in two years uh article in uh, orange county registers mm-hmm. one in the business section this last one in the garden section uh wallet pop um i just had another wonderful article written on me this past weekend in the uh, antelope valley high desert news mm-hmm. um I just came back from doing a TV segment. Um, it just you, people, um, and it's and it's all been via social media. Right. You know that that has been my only way to reach out. Mm-hmm. But more so, the product has proven itself. You right. know, the gardeners reorder it. They sure. share it, and uh, you know, here we are. Yep. And. Uh, Annie, let's let's do something for our audience. I, okay. Those people who uh, now, number one, not only is Annie a delightful person, but if you have any interest in flowers and food, if you have any interest in getting your hands out into the soil, Annie, where can people? I know that you have very simple things. If they go to Facebook, what should they do to find you? If they go to Facebook, they can find my personal page is Annie Haven, A N N I E. H-A-V-E-N. So they would like you as a person, which would be a real treat for almost anybody. Sure. And then I do have my business page, which is Authentic Haven Brand Natural Brew. And then, of course, I'm at Green Soil on Twitter, if they want to follow yes, me there. At Green Soil, everyone. That's, uh, there's a reason for that, because she creates Green Soil. At Green Soil. Okay. And then, of course, my website, which is www.manure.t, and that's M-A-N-U-R-E-T-E-A.com. Manure-T.com, and then we have our new friend, which I'm really spending more time on, Google+. How do we find you on Google+. Yes, same thing. I have my personal page, Annie Haven, and then I also have the Authentic Haven Brand Natural Brew page. Okay, so that is Authentic Haven Natural Brew, correct? Authentic Haven Brand. Oh, Authentic Haven Brand. If they type that in, they'll find it, right? Authentic Haven Brand? Yes, they should. Okay, I have to share with the audience. um, We talk about brewing your tea. Now, what we did for our little small plots is I had a lot of one-gallon jars, and of course I would make one-gallon containers, and we'd set them out on the picnic table out in the farmstead 
or out on the fence line. And, of course, we had guests because we had a working boarding facility for horses and the arena. A lot of people came over to ride our arena and use our round pen also. And uh, what do you do in the summertime in Northern California? What do you think most people drink? Iced tea. And how do people in Northern California or anywhere else make iced tea in the summer, right? (laughs) You put it out there in a one-gallon jar with some tea bags, right? Well, I'll bet you the audience knows that a jar of iced tea and a jar of Haven brand manure tea look almost alike, don't they, Annie? Yes, they sure do. And it's so much fun to see somebody walk up to one of her manure teas and pour that right into their glass of ice cubes and just have a ball. It's just always been a fun. <laughs> well, you know what? And the fun thing is, is it's, it's outside of it tasting a little funny because it doesn't have sugar in it. It, it can't hurt you. It isn't gonna. It isn't gonna hurt you. That's right. I, can... I had uh, one of my customers. Uh, Kate Cobb Gardner tweeted me a few weeks ago, and she said, "Well, I finally did it. I went out, and put some." tea in a, in, a, in a bottle and went out and was watering my plants and got to talking and turned around and she took a drink of it. She yeah. said, you know, it tasted a little different, but it didn't hurt me. Now, let me ask you this. How many products over the counter at your local nursery can you do that with? Well, that's just it. And uh, there, are, there are far and few between. And how many products can you buy and put up on a shelf if you need be? and leave them set for a year or two and know when you got them back out and went to brew them, they'd be there good. Go. Well, everybody, again, Annie Haven from Authentic Haven Brand, Green Manure Tea, Manure Tea, Moopoo Tea, any of those words, if you Google them, you're going to find Annie. And, and she is a delightful person. And what I love, Annie and I share, I don't know, maybe we grew up in the same under the same star or something, but she said something that's most important in social media. Stop texting, stop writing emails, and stop running endless comments with people that you're trying to engage with after you've established that sniffing time, and we call it sniffing time. We find out you know, what they're really about. Pick up the damn phone and call them, for gosh sakes. Yeah. Uh, Get to know those people because you're going to find friends that will last the rest of your life. Because you're going to find – go ahead. Spontaneous tweet-ups. If yeah. you're headed to a local Starbucks or going for breakfast someplace, who's in the area? Right. You know, the people that are following you. Right. Um, some of, the, some of the, the, the greatest connections are made. And um, – Skype is the other tool that I use endlessly and, right. and connecting with so many gardeners across the country. How can we get a hold of you on Skype for those of you that use Skype? On Skype, it's M-O-O O-O-T-E-A. period P-O-O-T-E-A. So okay. Moo-Poo-Tee. But it's M-O-O period P-O-O-T one word. T-E-A, yeah. Yeah, T. Yeah, but, but, the, the, the poo and the tea are one word. Right, <laughs> but but moo has a, has a dot. Everybody, this is Chuck Bartok from the banks of the gorgeous Sacramento River under the shadow of Mount Lassen saying that I'm going to have to leave. I promised to take my wife. Usually on this call, Shirley is busy in the kitchen, and I told her she had to go to a homeowner's meeting. I said, honey, when, forget about making the pork chop. We're going to do some stuffed pork chops. I said, we're going to go out and grab a bite to eat. So uh, she'll be coming around the corner here in a minute, and uh, I'm going to have to wrap it up and take my lovely bride out for something to eat. By the way, we don't have a, a sponsor today, but I do have one. 
And the sponsor is my lovely wife. Shirley'sYardArt.com. That will take you to an Etsy site of, a, of which shows only a few of her products. If anybody's interested in seeing more of the woodwork that my wife spends seven days a week out in her wood shop since she had to give up horses for health reasons, I think she's creating some of the most unique and the, the gift. They make the wonderful gifts because if you choose one of her products as a gift to a friend, they will never, nobody else will ever give them a gift like that. They are so individually unique, and each one of them are crafted with love, just like we grew our vegetables with love. Shirley'sYardArt.com is your sponsor today. And again, there's only 15 items listed on Etsy. Believe it, uh, in our garage right now, there's probably 65 to 70 pieces ready to go. What If anybody's interested, drop me an email, chuckbartok at gmail.com, and I'll send you pictures of her stuff. Okay? Go to Etsy, see if you like what's there, and uh, there's just a whole bunch more. And I appreciate Lori Polina being with us for so long tonight, and, of course, Annie Haven. Uh, Annie, are you, I almost, are you at the Temecula Ranch, or are you in San Juan? Uh, well, you know, I keep my foot in both between the ranch in Marietta and the ranch in the property and the pastures in San Juan. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I say yeah. I say Temecula, and I know it's Marietta, but I, you know, you yeah. have to. Yeah, well, it's I'm I'm five minutes from I'm five minutes from the wine country, you know. Okay, yes, you are. <laughs> but there wasn't wine country then, dear. There was no wine country down here then. You know, no. I got to share another thing from history. I was engaged to a young lady whose father was quite famous in Orange County because he built South Coast Plaza. Okay. Uh huh. And I used to sail with him because I was a sailor also, and he had an ocean-going boat that did very well. But she and I had a, about a one-year relationship, and he had a ranch in Paris. Yes. And he had a lot of uh, three-bar horses out there. Uh-huh. And he, as a gift to me, uh, gave me a, a two-year-old, and, and I, would, I was going to UCR at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, I enjoyed my days in Paris. Now, since I did not have the time or energy to go skiing every weekend, as she and her SC friends did, I had to work in the lab. <laughs> Our relationship kind of fell apart because she met a ski bum and ended up marrying him. But <laughs> And I felt it only honorable to give up the horse. <laughs> but, but, Never give up the horse. Yes, I know. I know. But, the, but the interesting thing, do, do you realize that that was the days before the Paris Dam? Yeah. And, and I literally could ride my horse from Box Springs Mountains to Paris. Well, you know, in my lifetime, Chuck, I could ride from San Juan Capistrano to Laguna Beach. And oh, yeah. I mean, I, well, we, we rode from Tustin to San Clemente because I had keys to the ranches, you know. Yeah. The Mission yeah. Viejo and the Irvine. and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Annie, isn't it fun to reminisce? So. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, I want to thank I want to thank everybody for joining us. This is Chuck Bartok and Annie Haven, and again, Moo Tea. And you know, if nothing else, go on, go on social media, and Annie will help you direct you, you maybe, bet. direct you, you for bet. some social media ideas. We'll talk to you all later. Look forward to talking to everybody next week. It'd be nice to say go out and have a good day, but you know what? There is no alternative. Talk to you all later. Bye bye. Thank you, Annie. Bye-bye, Chuck.